great to have each one of you here. And what a great journey these 31 years have been. Some of you have been with us that whole time. Some of you are brand new. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of a background because it's been a joy for me to watch and be a part of what uh, God has been doing in us and through us these past 31 years. I don't know if you know this, but when I bent down on that very first Sunday, June 3rd, 1990, to kind of unlock the door of our leased facility out on La Palma, I didn't know if anybody was even going to show up or come. And I didn't know if this church would take off. I didn't know if it would ever last because 50% of all new churches that get started, they don't last. But we did, amen? 31 years. And so since that day, we've spent 15 years in that uh, lease facility out on La Palma Avenue. And then we purchased this property and we started construction on this facility. And then in April 05, we moved into this facility and uh, it's just been a great, great time and a great place for us to have a permanent place to stand here in Yorba Linda. Now, over the span of 31 years, God has blessed us. God has sustained us. God has used us in many, many different ways. No matter whether we went through recession after recession, man, I always say, God, you had me plan a church when recessions were on their way. Two or three major recessions, but God sustained us whether it was through the Yorba Linda fire time. Remember the fire that swept through Yorba Linda? Whether it was during this, the Y2K, whether it was during COVID, God has sustained us, used us, and blessed us in every way. Now, beyond helping hundreds in this community to come to know Jesus as their personal Savior and Lord, this church family has reached beyond our walls, beyond these doors, to help others in other communities, help others in other countries. We have now started five churches beyond Canyon Hills. And with a partnership with the French churches in the Philippines, we have helped them grow from five churches on one island to now 18 churches on four islands. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. Today, altogether, we are impacting over 2,000 people each week, not counting those that we're impacting now on, through our live stream online. And our online uh, focus that people are watching is averaging over 2,000 people a week. So altogether, 4,000 people are being impacted every single week because of you, this church family. And all of God's people said, amen. That's awesome. Beyond that, over the span of 31 years, we've had 62 different staff members using their gifts to serve the Lord right here. 53 of those staff members, it was their very first ministry experience ever. For some, they were switching from a secular vocation because they felt called into a ministry vocation. 23 of those went into full-time ministry. 28 of those people went into part-time ministry. Five of those people went on to plant new churches. Folks, over 52% of all of those staff members are still in a ministry vocation today. And all of God's people said, amen. You see, one part of the, the vision that God gave me from the very beginning was Canyon Hills was to be a leadership factory, not just a church planting a church, but a leadership factory, and we have been able to do that. As people have been called to ministry, we've been able to give them opportunity. We've been able to give them training and allow them to enter ministry. So over the span of 31 years, this church family has produced over 2,000 followers of Jesus locally and globally, five new churches with another one on the way that we're about to plant in El Paso with Pastor Sergio from Juarez, 62 people being released in the ministry for the first time by serving on our staff. That is awesome things. But beyond all of that, there's even more that's been happening. Despite the COVID crisis, more that's been happening. 
Just recently, we had a women's tea. Over 100 women attended to hear God's Word and enjoy fellowship once again, getting to come back together after the COVID crisis. Just recently, we completed the park area right out here on our campus. We now have complete sound and video and lighting in all areas of the park. Just recently, we got to upgrade our live streaming equipment. We received a $5,000 grant. And so you're going to, if you have to stay home, don't stay home. But if you have to stay home and, and watch our live stream, you're going to have a better uh, picture than you've ever had. Better sound, better picture than ever. Just recently, we raised $5,000 to send help and encouragement to our sister church in Juarez, struggling as they do with the COVID crisis there. Beyond that, we're continuing to partner with Pastor Sergio to start that new church. So stay tuned on that. We have a pastoral uh, couple selected and getting ready to go. So stay tuned on that. We're continuing to supply food to the hungry, to the homeless in Long Beach, and to the people right here in our own church family that are having health crises. Beyond that, we're continuing to grow our children's child care ministry. We now have 62 students in our child care with 11 people on staff. We're continuing to see the highest percentage of attendees ever in our small groups, week after week after week. Folks, God is doing some awesome things. So the bottom line is this. As we celebrate our 31st birthday as a church family, God is continuing to use us, bless us, and sustain us to make more and better disciples of Jesus Christ. That's our mission. Now, as good as all that stuff is, that God has been doing in us and that God has been doing through us over the past 31 years, I believe he wants to do even more. Amen? God is not done with this church family. He wants to do even more. I believe he now wants us to focus not on the past, as good as it's been, but on the future. It's good to celebrate the past, but it's better to focus on the future. Take a look at what God says. God says it this way, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Our society may feel like a wasteland right now. A lot of things going on, but God's making a way and he's gonna use us like never before. Folks, look at this. It is time for us to focus on our future. It's time for us to start looking ahead once again. The next step for Canyon Hills is to embrace the new things that God wants to do in us and through us. And all of God's people said, come on, amen. Oh, bigger one. All of God's people said, amen. Lord bless you. promise still stands great is your faithfulness your faithfulness I'm still in your hands this is my confidence you've never failed your promise still stands great is your faithfulness your faithfulness I'm still in your hands and this is my confidence 
I begin, I'm so thankful that all of you are here and those of you watching online, I'm thankful that we have this opportunity. I'm thankful for your faithfulness. I'm thankful for your prayers. I am thankful for your support. And I think that we can all agree that it's at a minimum that it's been an interesting year. It's been, uh, some people call it a crazy year, whatever you want to call this last season we've been in. But today I'm reminded that I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for God and his provision for this church. And today I am reminded that he is good, that God is good, and that he is faithful. We definitely have a lot to celebrate. So I want to start by celebrating our pastoral staff, our pastoral team. They are an incredibly capable and committed group of people committed to serving you and Jesus with all of their hearts. They've been working for as long, a lot of us have been on staff for a long time to accomplish the mission, the mission and adjusting as many times as it takes to, to be able to carry out that mission, finding new ways to be the church and finding new ways to minister to people during this time. You know, I was thinking of a scripture that reminds me of our pastoral team right now, and I was reminded of a story in Luke chapter 7. And in Luke chapter 7, there's this story where John the Baptist tells his messengers, he says, go out and look for Jesus and ask him the question. And he, they ask him a question, and then this is how Jesus responds. He says, go back, and they're asking him, are you the Messiah? And this is how they respond. Jesus says, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Now, when I think of our pastoral team, and when I think of all you amazing volunteers, and I think of everything that we've gone through, that in the midst of all of that, that people are still coming to know Jesus for the first time, that people are still being healed and mended because of all the hurting that they're going through. And because of this pastoral team and because of our strong volunteers, we can minister to people in a new way. In fact, there might be a picture there that you might not recognize. There's someone new up in that, in that face, and that, that's Kenyana Geraci. She is going to be our new children's pastor. She is a brand new mom out on maternity leave today. She starts with us in about a month. So when you see her, when you see her family, when you see her baby, just welcome her to the family of Canyon Hills. We are so blessed to have a gifted team and a hardworking team. In fact, some of the staff members here, some of the pastoral staff is here today. And can you guys just stand? I know they like to sit in the back when I preach, but can you just help me thank them? There's Pastor Matt. There's Pastor Larry. There's Pastor Kim. Thank you, Kim, for standing. And Pastor Alec is doing what Pastor Alec does. He's hiding somewhere. So you guys go and congratulate him as well. You know, today that we can say, look what the Lord has done. 31 years since opening our doors, 31 years of God's hand of protection and provision. So many lives changed, and yet more to be changed. That's amazing that, that there's so much more work to do. You know, when the prophet Isaiah wrote that scripture that we're focusing on this morning from Isaiah 43, 19, where he says, see, I am doing a, th a new thing now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. When he writes that, the children of Israel at this point had already experienced some great spiritual blessings throughout their history, similar to us. 
from the crossing of the Red Sea to the conquering of the land of Canaan to the building of the temple, the children of Israel had seen the, the hand of God at work in them and through their lives, just like us. Yet their faith in what God had done was doing nothing to deliver them from their present situation, very similar to us today. Like the Israelites, our old faith is not sufficient to deliver us from our present problems. We need a new vision. We need a new way of seeing God at work. We need a new portion of faith. In fact, we need, not that we need a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit because it's already here, but we need to be in tune with this new, this new way of thinking and this new way of doing things that the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to us. Understanding that God still has a plan for you as individuals, still has a plan for us as a church, and he still has a plan for all the things that he wants us to do as a church because we, you and I, are the church. We are the body. We are the hands and the feet of Jesus. And because of that, we should endeavor to do what God is doing to recognize God's plans and to make them part of our plans, to follow him wholeheartedly in obedience. God has a new plan. God is at work. The scripture says, do you not perceive it? My question to you, can you see it? You know, oftentimes we get so caught up in our personal lives and our problems that we're unable, sometimes even unwilling, to discover God at work in our midst. You know, the word that the scripture uses for the word perceive is the word yada. And when you translate yada, it means to know by seeing. That means you experience it, you see it, you recognize it, you acknowledge it, you are aware of, you understand it, you perceive it. Do you, yada, God at work in your midst? Because as I pray and as our team of pastors pray, let me tell you, we're seeing God at work in this church because we sense this new spiritual growth happening here. More and more people are responding to the message of Christ, God's word. They are serving them with all of their heart. They are responding by serving and feeding the homeless and caring for the orphans and the widows. There's new people that are coming every Sunday on campus. Our DNA as Canyon Hills remains. We are the friendliest church around but the vision continues, the same thing. We are making more and better disciples of Jesus Christ. We're just doing it in a new way. There are new opportunities on campus. There's new staff members. There's new teams. There's new ways of doing things. God is doing a new thing. Do you not see it? Because as our country continues to argue about all these several polarizing issues, you know, our God we are reminded, I am reminding you that our God is the God who was, is the God who is, and is the God to come. As that same God, he's still drawing people near. Do you not perceive it? There's a reckoning going on right now where people must decide whom they will serve. Now, from my perspective, this provides an opportunity or maybe some people, they've had a, a long year, a long season with problems and issues. But for the Christian, for the believer in Christ, this provides an opportunity. Do you see the problems or do you see the opportunity? When God says, I am making a new way in the desert and streams in the wasteland, the children of Israel had a choice. Just like us, we have a choice. They could view their past and the problems of the, or the problems of the present or they could focus upon what God wanted to do 
in their lives. You know, as I've been praying and God has been just uh, ministering to me, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to be able to just spend time with God. And I've been praying for the vision of this church. And God has been faithful. And vision is such a big word, you know, because people want some huge things to happen. And, and I'm just calling it my faith dream. I call it a faith dream because God has given me a dream for this church, and it's going to take God to do it, not me. It requires God to accomplish everything that he's setting out for us to do. And I've been praying for this faith dream, and God is leading us as a church, leading me on a journey of discovering what that's going to look like as we move forward. But I will tell you this. I want it to be said of Cain Hills that like Jesus didn't respond to John's questions, that not only are we the friendliest church around, but that people are being saved for the first time that they are being healed, that they are being mended, and that people more and more are responding to God's word by actually being the church to minister and healing and mending the lost and the broken and those in need. That is my faith dream. I want us to make a lasting impact in the life of others, the community, and the world. Make a lasting impact in the life of others, in our community, and the world. And I want us to focus on four things as we move forward. I want us to focus to reach, to mend. You haven't seen men there before, have you? To, to teach and to send. And I've been getting this strong sense through prayer that we need to prepare for the new. New believers, new ministry, new way of doing things, new way of reaching folks that are disillusioned or disenfranchised or turned off by the church that we might lose some of our legalism so that people feel comfortable. They're not walking on, on campus. We have a lot of new people come, but we have many more, not just this church, church with a capital C that are going through the back door. But I believe that even now God is preparing new believers that will be walking in through those doors, and some of them will accept Jesus for the first time. Many will serve God for the first time and understand what it means to be a disciple of Christ. And we're going to do that by, by strengthening what we're, what, are, what we're calling our core ministries here at Canyon Hills. We want to lead people through worship and song and music and message. And we want to boldly proclaim the word of Christ. You know, we've been embarking on these new messages, this in-depth studies and the study of James recently. But we also want to look at practical ways of looking at God's word. So we're going to focus on our Sunday worship service. And that's what we've been doing. Our children's ministry as our children grow and our youth grow, is so important to us as a church that we want it to be, and I got these words that says, I want it to be a transformative ministry in their formative years. So important. That means that we need to reach children right where they are at, and we need to accept them, and we need to love them and guide them to a transformative relationship with Jesus Christ. Will you join me? Think about our youth ministry. Talk about a formative years, junior high and high school, young adults, and everything that they're being taught. Like our children, we need to guide them into a transformative relationship with Jesus Christ. And we have to do it not by waiting for them to come here. We need to start understanding that we need to go out there to be able to accomplish that mission. Sometimes, folks, we just need to recognize where God is at work and go join him and not wait for people to come. We talked about our life group ministry. That is our small group ministry. That, that's something that, 
that is strong for us already here at Canyon Hills. In fact, about 80% of you belong to a small group already during the midweek. So we obviously can enjoy that and celebrate that, but there's more. If we are going to get ready for the new, we need new life groups. We need new hosts, new facilitators. We started Alpha this last session because Alpha is a great way to get involved and ask any question that you may have. So we'll continue Alpha as we go in the fall, as when everything else resumes. We started Rooted because of this new belief that we have that we've been praying through as pastors. And that's going to be a ramp for people to get involved into life groups and, and service. And then my heart jumps when I talk about my faith dream for missions. Because we've been so involved for decades in Juarez as we started a church and then a school in the Philippines, 18 churches. We've been feeding the homeless in Long Beach. It's not to boast, but it's look what the Lord has done. He's allowed us to participate and actually be the hands and feet in a tangible way to so many. But that's not all. We have more to do. So even now, we're planning to work with the Philippine churches. Let me tell you why. In Southeast Asia, they call it the 1040 window. 70% of all the people in Southeast Asia do not believe in Christ. They've heard of him. They know who he is. They think he's a cool guy. But they're either Hindu, Muslim, or Buddhist. That is a great opportunity. And we can't wait for us to be able to develop missionaries here. That still will happen. But this church, we're going to send out our first missionary over the next year. We're going to pick a Filipino. We're going to develop them. We're going to train them. We're going to equip them. And we're going to send them out to one of those Southeast Asian countries, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. And it's going to come from you. And that's going to happen within a year and a half. That excites me. That is something new, something different, because we can't wait. There's a lot of work to be done. We are going to plant the new church. We planted five. One more is coming. We're working on it now with the pastors in Mexico to be able to come over the border and plant a church in El Paso, Texas. We're going to continue to partner with our Long Beach Outreach Ministry to Feed the Homeless, but there's more new coming up. There's more needs, the orphans and the widows. Uh, I mean, even through the series of James that we've gone through, it is telling us that we can't ignore that. And for that, we've been talking to Olive Crest for quite some time. In fact, we have two families here in this church, one of them in this room right now, that has endeavored to be a, a life family to help. And they, they have kids in their home, and we're supporting them as well. And we want to continue to do that. And in fact, Olive Crest is going to be here June 27th. As we conclude our series in James, we're going to have a, opportunities to actually respond to that message that James is asking us to do, to care after the orphans and the widows in their distress. So you'll hear more about that. So I get excited about things like that. I get excited about our online opportunity that we have that we've talked about and how we can minister to them in a better way. All of these are opportunities for all of us to engage ourselves in being the hands and feet of Jesus. And the net effect of all of this strengthening is obviously increase. Increase in responsibility, increase in need of volunteers, increase in all the things that we have to do and what God is asking us to do. And the also net increase of this is horizontal growth. I mean, right now you look around this room, it looks a little empty, but this Sunday there's about 2,000 people that you impact, like Larry mentioned, that are in other parts because of all the efforts that are happening here. So we're going to experience this horizontal growth as we plant new churches. So overall, what I'm saying is that we need to allow ourselves to be led by the Holy Spirit. It starts with that, recognizing the Holy Spirit at work in us and through us. And then we just give God the glory. And then we're going to go and we're going to reach and we're going to mend and we're going to teach and we're going to send. I'm like, you're wondering, where is the mending coming from? 
Well, men, you see, is now a big part of the vision because after the aftermath that we've witnessed, it's kind of like a hurricane, right? There's always an aftermath. And all the experiences that people have gone through, it's left a devastation. We can't ignore it. More than ever, people are leaving the church. More than ever, people are leaving their relationship with God. They are disillusioned with the church. They are deconstructing their faith, questioning the church. Depression rates are skyrocketing. You guys probably have heard that. There's doubt more than ever in, in, in faith. I mean, Google is, is registering spikes in spiritual search terms like God and church online. And we can't expect to reach and teach and send new believers without addressing the hurt and the healing that needs to take place. Some of you understand exactly what I mean right now, because that may be you. People are hurting. People are seeking. People are missing something. It is an opportunity that is right in front of you. Do you not perceive it? And for us to do that, we need to embrace this new vision, this new way that God is going to put in your heart, not just mine, but in your heart, because we're all in this together, and forget the former things and not dwell on the past and see God at work. He's doing a new thing. It's springing up. Do you not perceive it? In order for you to do that, you need to see yourself as God sees you. You know, the children of Israel felt as though that they were just getting what they deserved because of the way they were living. They were disobedient at the time. Some even believed that God would never have anything more to do with them. They were wrong. You may feel like your past has made your life a wasteland, but in God, your life can become streams of life. You know, this is, I want to share with you as we celebrate, I want to share with you what God says about you. These are not my words. These are all found in God's word in scripture. And this is what God says about you. And I want you to take it to heart. I want you to walk out of those doors believing and understanding that God says this about you. And this is what scripture says that you, every single person, that you are chosen, that you are dearly loved, and that you are holy. God says that you can do all things through Christ. That you are a child of the most high God. That you are able called, accepted, redeemed, that you have been bought at a price, that you have a purpose, that you have been made new, that you are blessed and that you are prosperous and you are talented, created, valuable, anointed, and equipped. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Believe that. Plant that in your heart. Let it transform you so that you may renew your mind as to what God says about you. See your possibilities as God sees them. He says, I am making a new way in the desert. God will transform the desert areas of your life into fields of blessing and abundance if you're obedient. Then the last thing I would share with you and ask you is that you would commit to God's plan. You know, God had already set in motion the, the events and the people who would lead Israel out of captivity and back into the land of blessing. But... It was still up to them to decide if they wanted what God was offering. It's still up to us if we want what God is offering. God said, I am doing a new thing. God has already set into motion a new direction, a new purpose for your life, and this church, will you follow it? You know, many believe that their best days are behind them. 
Many people believe that the best revivals are behind. Many people believe and they doubt whether the church will even make it. It seems to be getting smaller and weaker every year. But folks, God has created us. He has created this church for himself. The Bible says that he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. God has never changed his mind. There's a great day coming, a day of increase and blessing. He is making a new way in the desert. Even now, do you not perceive it? Will you join me? Will you join our pastoral staff? Will you join this church in going to reach, to mend, to teach, and to send? All of you. Every single one of you is uniquely equipped and gifted to lend a helping hand in one of those areas. God is going and even now is speaking to you in a fresh, new way. Recognize that God is at work. Recognize that new thing. Recommit to the calling that you have received. Resolve in your heart to serve and to help. Watching God bring life and restoration out of death and destruction is the centerpiece of Christian worship. That is the good news of the gospel. This is our story. But once repentance has turned us back to God, seeing God do a new thing will come to the surface, and you will be able to see it, and you will recognize it, you will perceive it. Would you commit, as I close, to do one thing? Just one thing. Just one. Whatever resonates with you, will you do this? Will you be part for the rest of this year? Just bring one new life to Christ. What does that look like for you? It's different. It might be that you have to join a life group to meet folks. You might one new believer to come to church, one new invitation, one new connection, one new way of doing something so that you can bring more to Christ. And I'm not talking about growth in this church. I'm talking about for you and for God, for, 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 for God to know that you are obedient to what he's calling you to do and that you are perceiving that things are new. Will you commit to just one for the rest of this year? Would you endeavor to reach, to mend, to teach, and to send just one? When you do that, you're going to see that God will once again move mountains. I believe, folks, that if we've seen him move mountains in this church for 31 years, we'll get to see him do it again. His promise still stands. Great is his faithfulness, and he's never failed us. He has never forsaken us. He has never left us. And he's not about to do it. Will you join me in prayer? Father, we are so thankful that you are doing a new thing, Father. Lord, we are so thankful that you are speaking to us even now in a new way. The message is the same, Lord. That hasn't changed. We know that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But the way you're calling us to minister to other people, maybe even taking the, a step of faith for the first time, Lord, I ask that even now you are calling your people and you're drawing them near. And some of the people here, Father, are going to respond to that message and say, Father, here I am, use me to further your kingdom. Because when it's all said and done, nothing else matters. Lord, when we're there in eternity with you, and the people we get to meet because 
they're in heaven because of the efforts that you um, put in their hearts, Lord. I, I just, it's hard to fathom the impact that that could take. Lord, speak to your people now. If you're faithful of doing, lead them and guide them. Lord, even the folks that are in need of healing right now from all this past season, Lord, I just pray that you would minister to them in a new way, that you would comfort them and bring them peace, that they would see your hand of provision and protection, and they would get to, they recognize, Lord, that you are at work in their lives. Lord, may they get to see it again. Lord, as you move about this room, that your Holy Spirit would just minister to us. Let us see it. Let us perceive your glory, Father, this morning. Starting with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.